let us attend. Come, let us worship and bow down before Christ. Save us, O Son of God, who rose from the dead. We sing to you, Alleluia. When you descended into death, life immortal, you vanquished the power of hell by your resplendent divinity. And when you raised the dead from the depths of darkness, all the heaven's flowers cried out triumphantly, O giver of life, Christ our God, glory to you. In giving birth. In giving birth. In giving birth, you preserved your virginity, O Tokos. In falling asleep, you did not forsake the world. You passed over into life, O Mother of life. And by your prayers you deliver our souls from death. The Theotokos is undying in intercession. Immovable is our hope in her for protection. Neither death nor burial prevailed over her, as she is mother of life. She was removed to life by him, the Lord who lived in her ever-virgin womb. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For you are holy, our God, and to you we send up glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever. And unto ages of ages. Amen. Holy God, holy, mighty, holy, Holy 
Let us be attentive. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he became my salvation. The Lord chastened and corrected me, but he did not give me up to death. Wisdom. The reading is from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who would examine me. Do we not have the right to our food and drink? Do we not have the right to be accompanied by a wife as the other apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? Do I say this on human authority? Does not the law say the same? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out the grain. Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not speak entirely for our sake? It was written for our sake because the plowman showed, should plow in hope and the thresher thresh in hope of a share in the crop. If we have some spiritual good among you, is it too much if we reap your material benefits? If others share this rightful claim upon you, do not we still more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord. The Lord said this parable, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the reckoning, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had in payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Lord, have patience on me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But that same servant, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, 
And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and besought him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison till he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you besought me, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his Lord delivered him to the jailers till he should pay all his debt. So also my fa heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Albert uh, Tomei was a justice of the New York State Supreme Court. And in his court, a young defendant was convicted in Judge Tomei's uh, court of gunning down another person, execution style. The murderer had already a very bad record, was no stranger to the judicial system and only stared in defiant anger as the jury returned its guilty verdict. Now the victim's family, the one who had been killed, attended every day of that two-week trial. On the day of sentencing, the victim's mother and grandmother addressed the court. But when they spoke, neither addressed the jury or anybody else. Rather, both spoke directly to the murderer and they forgave him. Here's what, some of what they said. You broke the golden rule, loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You broke the law, loving your neighbor as yourself. I am your neighbor, the older of the two women told him. So you have my address. If you want to write, I will write you back. I sat in this trial for two weeks, and for the last year and a half, I tried to hate you. But you know what? I could not hate you. I feel sorry for you because you made a wrong choice. Now reflecting on this, Judge Tomei later wrote, for the first time since the trial began, the defendant's eyes lost their laser force and appeared to surrender to a life force that only a mother can generate, nurturing unconditional love 
After the grandmother finished, I looked at the defendant. His head was hanging low. There was no more swagger, no more stare. The destructive and evil forces within him collapsed helplessly before this remarkable display of forgiveness and humaneness. You see, brothers and sisters, in choosing the path of forgiveness, the grandmother unleashed a power that could not be tapped in any other way. And that power was what caused the defendant to bring his head for the first time sinking down into his chest, laying there wondering what had happened. Maybe, possibly even, softening his heart to be open to repentance. Now, looking at this morning's gospel reading, I always find it, uh, I don't want to say entertaining, but a little humorous when you compare and contrast the denarius versus the talent. So one denarius is known as one day's wages. 10,000 talents is 160,000 years wages. To make it easy, let's just say a day's wages is $100. So 100 denarii, which is the debt of the servant to his fellow servant, is 10 grand, $10,000. Now 10,000 talents, of course, the debt of the servant to the master, by comparison, $5,840,000,000. Quite extreme, this contrast is, and really even absurd. And yet, as the Lord introduced this parable, the story reflects, what did he say? The kingdom of heaven, where God's forgiveness is absolutely infinite when compared to the forgiveness that you and I need to find towards one another. A mother whose daughter had been murdered by another girl refused to place herself in what she herself called, quote, self-imprisoned prison of bitterness. The remembrance of wrongs to hold on to things that have been done to us and the refusal to forgive and forget amounts to just this. And I don't think there is any better way of stating it. To hold a grudge is to lock oneself up in a self-imprisoned prison of bitterness. It's self-inflicted, in fact. This is the jail, metaphorically speaking, into which the unforgiving servant was thrown, a tormenting prison of his own making. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart, says the Lord. I remember a good friend of mine, Father Samer, uh, Antiochian Orthodox priest from seminary, and he was a priest in the Church of the Redeemer out in California. In 2002, his church, his parish, was set on fire by arson. And they know it certainly was because there were Arab Christians being 
taunted and kind of attacked through, you know, much time. But this is what happened. They were um, singled out and their church was burned down to the ground. But I remember, and you might remember hearing this story as well, that when they went into the remains of that building, in the holy altar, everything was charred and burned pretty much, except one page of the gospel. Right there, clear for everybody to read. And of course, the priest read this to his congregation so they knew God's mercy and love. It was the passage from Matthew chapter 5 where it says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. This the congregation received as God's instruction to them of how to proceed in forgiveness and in mercy and in love to rebuild their church and community, not to be wrapped up and caught up in hatred and vengeance, but rather mercy and love so they could really grow from this atrocity, but also a great blessing when you look at it through God's eyes. There is no better way to get rid of enemies than through forgiveness. An elderly man once said, I'll be 90 years old tomorrow and I haven't an enemy in the world. I've outlived them all. And a dying soldier was asked by his priest if he had forgiven all his enemies. Father, he said, I have no enemies. I shot them all. Now compare these, of course, erroneous examples to this one. And you might have heard it before. It's about Abraham Lincoln when he was asked about his enemies. He said, I have no enemies. I have destroyed them all by making them my friends through forgiveness, transforming those who are against him to those who are with him and for him through love and mercy and forgiveness. This is by far the best way of eliminating one's enemies. Blessed Saint Silouan, a great saint of our previous century and Monathos, wrote, the Lord taught me to love my enemies. Without the grace of God, we cannot love our enemies. Only the Holy Spirit can teach us this love. I beseech you to put this to the test. When a man affronts you or brings dishonor upon your head or takes what is yours or persecutes the church, pray to the Lord and say, O Lord, we are all your creatures. Have pity on your servants and turn their hearts to repentance. Then you will be aware of grace in your soul. If you will pray for your enemies, peace will indeed come to you, says the saint. And so, beloved, let us live and experience the kingdom that is in the future, but that is coming in the here and in the now. Forgiving as God forgives, knowing that any forgiveness we may find in our heart can never compare to what God has done for us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And let us listen to the words of the great Apostle Paul as he wrote to the Ephesians. Let all bitterness and wrath and clamor and anger and slander be put away from you with all hatred and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, 
forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And to our merciful God be the power and the glory forevermore. Amen. Let me stand at this time. And grant that always, guarded by your power, we may give glory to you, to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and to the ages of ages. <laughs>